you know, these gut feeling you feel sometimes, or maybe it's a voice in your head, or maybe, I don't know, butterflies in, in the tummy. Anyway, whatever form it takes, how do you know it's instinct or intuition? Should you follow it? Is it a trap? Let's dive into this. Bonjour, Practical Dreamers. It's Claire from interbelialife.com with practical body, mind, wisdom and tools to create balance in life and be free to be who you are, to do what you love and to live how you want. So each time I coach around relationship to food, especially relationship to food, it always shows up in intuitive eating. I get the same statement. Oh, well, if I listen to my nutrition, I would be eating ice cream all the time. Well, replace ice cream by, you know, pizza, whatever is your, <laughs> your favorite. But there's this idea that you cannot trust your intuition because it's just plain wrong, you know. And, well, <laughs> I disagree. This is not intuition. What they are talking about then is instinct. So let's talk a little bit more about this because a lot of what I do is based on intuitive living. Relationship to food is much easier when you intuitively choose the right food. Uh, relationships are much easier when you intuitively choose the right partners and so on and so forth. But how do you know it's intuition? And should you always follow your intuition? Well, follow me. Instinct. Instinct is, it's a reaction. So it's not something that you see coming. And it, it's not subtle. It's just, boom, let's do this. And it can be innate, like you always had it. Like if you're a human, if a bear shows up, you will have the instinct to run. Or if you believe you're a superman, to fight. But honestly, thing you should run. And it can also come from something you learned. And a lot comes from our childhood. What was the case in your country of origin, um, in your family? So for example, if you're French, and if I'm taking the example of food, at the end of the, of the lunch or dinner, you will want a dessert. You have this ingrained in your mind that proper meal is not finished until you ate something sweet. Or you cannot properly eat a salad without bread. Like this is something that if you're French right now, you know this, huh? to what you say. <laughs> and actually, once you begin to travel, you realize, oh God, these freaking strange people, they eat salad without bread. Oh, that's so weird for me. And this is an example from my life, yeah, when I was living in Spain. It was so difficult at first, and then I realized, oh, that's really a French thing. So it's based on your species, really. <laughs> and your genealogy, but also your experience. So if you experience something really strong, now I'm on to the, um, the analogy with, with food. Uh, but for example, I, I hate coffee. I never could drink it. I, I just find it, it's not for me. Uh, it probably comes from the first and last time I tried it. And I was oh, nine, 10, I was a kid. And it was cold, we were out, and there was nothing warm, you know, to drink or except coffee. Um, and I must have begged my mother to, like, let me try a bit because I saw all, you know, the grown-ups with a cup of, tea, of coffee and they were like, oh, it's so good, it's so warm and comforting. I was a bit jealous. 
um so i tried it and it was awful i just my my old face changed and i was like ah what's this thing it's just hell instinctively now since then when i see coffee this is the thing that's ingrained in my body it's reaction it's in my body it's in my emotions and there's nothing i do intellectually or rationally about it it just comes like that Ooh, coffee no good so this comes from my experience so instinct looks logical to your intellect and you suddenly have a few habits coming from it now intuition intuition is knowledge without intellectual process and often it looks weird and not logic at all and it's rather subtle as well and it doesn't make sense a lot of time at least not until later so for example and that's really interesting because it shows that we all have intuition and some listen to it and some don't but all of us have intuition so if you look at the history of planes that have crashed there is a higher rate of people cancelling their booking on those planes when nothing tells them hey watch out this is dangerous why well today i'll call it intuition <laughs> on the moment it doesn't make sense you feel like yeah no i just i ah it's not good you know it is what we often call gut feeling i don't feel that person in french we even say i don't smell i don't smell that person i don't feel that person why we don't really know but i know a lot of people including myself or these you know this experience of ah, i know i should have to listen to that and it often intuition right so it's subtle it doesn't make sense at least not in the moment and it takes often it takes a little bit of courage to listen to it exactly because it doesn't make sense but intuition is always true the thing is because it's subtle it doesn't make sense so our interpretation of it can be totally wrong and because it often looks completely irrational we find a lot of reasons not to listen to it. So how does it show up? I thought that instinct is a reaction, right? So often a bodily reaction, very emotional, very strong. Intuition is much subtle and it depends on the senses, on the sensory inputs. So it, it is related to the awareness we have of our senses. Meaning that the more embodied you are, aware of your physical, emotional, etc., intelligences, the closer you are to your intuition. Because that's where you're going to feel it. That's where you're going to feel, oh, I feel constricted in my chest. And I'm aware enough to know it's not usual. So I'm going to listen to that. So it's when you're enough, aware enough to feel, to know your baseline, to know your base senses, and then feel that something else is showing up that is not really coming from you, that is like an information you receive. I had a lot of it, for example, when I was um, working as a shatsu practitioner. When I, when I give a shatsu session, often I will not owe it, 
but when I meet, usually I, I feel emotions, for example, or I feel physical sensations. And because I trained it, I know when it's mine and I'm like, okay, just put this aside. It's not helping. Or if it's coming from the person, and then it's a very valuable information that I can work with, that I can test to see if it's really true, and that I can work with to find a resolution. So our last thing before we go to what can we do with it? Intuition, it's much faster than logic to make decisions because it can hold in that that will probably be the topic of another podcast. It can hold a whole lot of information. You know, we have overload information. I talked about it already with the attention deficit and the fact that we can hold more or less, you know, there's this, there's this magical number, uh, seven plus minus two of bits of information we can hold in our mind, in conscious mind, but intuition it's endless like we, we can hold endless information because we don't we don't have to be conscious of them we can literally unconscious it, it's just the tip of the iceberg you can see it like that actually the tip of the iceberg is your intuition talking to you and feeling like ooh, constriction in the chest ooh, not good okay i don't know why but i'm gonna go now so actually Exploration, um, you know, when traveling, I had to really to rely so much on my intuition. I mean, I use it daily, but traveling is really uh, probably has been a, a training for my intuition. You, there is a lot of times you don't know anything about the place or people and you have to take a decision. Will I trust that person or not? Uh, will I stay here or not? You know being lost i love losing myself when i arrive to a place it's the my probably my favorite way of discovering a place uh, it can be dangerous at times <laughs> you know there are places where you don't want to get lost and i ended up a few times in places where i felt for lack of a better word i would call it the atmosphere of the place and i was like okay now is the time where I'm going to pretend I'm totally confident and exactly know where I am and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So there's something you can try for yourself less dramatically. Uh, will I enjoy this place? Or uh, arriving to a party or a meeting or somewhere you, you're going to meet people. How are the people here? And preparing yourself so to begin with, a very simple exercise you can do is each time you go through a door or a gate or something resembling any of that, do a check, like check your sensations, especially physical sensations. So how do I feel globally? Now, how do I breathe? What about my muscle tensions? And you can go very granular uh, within it and it all depends if you're already used to have this kind of awareness or not uh, for example if you're uh, i don't know if you do yoga on a regular basis well depending on the type of yoga you do actually but if you do any type any type of somatic practice you will be used to listen to your sensations and so you can go very granular but at the very least like globally two questions well three actually <laughs> globally how do you feel how do I breathe? 
And how about my muscle tensions? Do I tense or do I feel relaxed? These are the main three. And then you can go very granular in it. So it's two, it's notice and note, because again and again and again, if you do it on a really regular basis, a few times a day, you're going to realize and you're going to learn your baseline. How do I globally feel most of the time? How do I globally breathe most of the time? Muscle tension, et cetera, et cetera. And so you're going to be able to see the difference. Okay, globally, I'm like this, but now, Ooh, I feel more tense than usual, or I'm breathing more up than usual, or things, things like that. And then you can discover what it means for you. I know for me, the big thing is my muscle tensing. I can really feel like when I meet people or when I'm in a place where well, I should leave, I was already like retracting or shrinking. So basically, you are asking yourself, in other words, what is the atmosphere of the place? But notice the difference between asking what is the atmosphere of the place, which can get you really into your head. And how do I feel here? Which is subtly with your sensory awareness, sensory perceptions, which will lead you to your intuition. There is something really interesting. Maybe you've heard about remote viewing, which is mind-blowing experiments. Well, it's actually going on now. It's a, it's a skill, it's a practice, it's a process. Uh, and it was an experiment that the uh, military, the US military did in the 60s, I think. Oh, might be mistaken. I think it was in the 70s. Well, for over 20 years, actually. Of Well, exactly that. Remote viewing means I am here and I'm psychically seeing what's over there. So basically, psychic spy or something. Anyway. This process is really interesting because it's the army, hey? So it's really detailed and step-by-step -step and really logical and rational for something that totally isn't. And one of the things in this process is start with your senses. And if you have a tendency to go up in your head and make deductions, stop, slow down, go back to your senses. And it's really interesting to, to see that, yeah, anything that goes up to your head, well, it, it is possible that it's an intuition, but then it means you really, or it's luck, <laughs> or you're really trained to do that. So start with your senses. How do you feel globally? How do you breathe? What is my muscle tension? Feel the atmosphere of the place. And then the next level, is actually a bit going up. What does it tell you about your experience in this place? So what is the atmosphere? And then what's going to come up with me? How should I adapt? Uh, depending on what the, the case is, staying, um, leaving, if I, if I stay, what language, what behavior can I, can I adopt? It can go very, very far. So that's it, my little exploration for this week. Like always, I'm super curious, so tell me how it goes. I hope you learn something and you can use it in your daily life because that's the whole point, right? Practical dreamers. I want to take this into your daily life and use it daily. Those beautiful tools. And that was my weekly dose of fierce love for you. So boom, your life just got easier. And thanks for being here, of course. 
I love your being here week after week. Drop your comments and questions on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. I love these conversations. I always reply and stay tuned for the next video, of course. Oh, and share to whoever needs to hear this today. Spread the love and embody 100% you until then. Bye.